Well, hello, and welcome back to Noah's Window. I'm so glad you're back again today, and we're looking forward to a new week, and we're still talking about the verses that you guys submitted to us, and, and um, what a joy it is to hear from you. So the verse we're going to talk about today, again, is a, a mo most beloved verse, a, a verse that many of us have memorized. You'll see it on plaques on the wall, and uh, so... Um, It'll be familiar to you probably, but I want to give you a little background so that you know what's going on. Um, it comes from the book, a little bitty short book in the Old Testament that's named Micah. And Micah was a, a prophet, uh, a preacher, but prophets in the Old Testament, um, pro prophecy, a prophet was someone that God would share a specific message about something that had not yet happened that was to be announced to the people. But prophets also were preachers in the sense that they would, under the inspiration of God and under the direction of God, tell people how to live and how to how to worship God in the right way and, and uh, all the things that they needed to have a right relationship with God. So Micah was a prophet, but you know, that should beg some questions. So where was he a prophet? Very good question. So Micah was a prophet in the southern kingdom, and you may remember, because I know we've talked about this so many times, I, I hope it doesn't get too boring that we repeat, but it's so important when you're reading the Old Testament to know the places and the people and, and how things are unfolding. So Micah was a prophet. He was a prophet in the southern kingdom of Judah. And we talked about how the kingdom divided and 10 of the tribes went north and that became known as Israel. And then the southern kingdom became known as Judah and it was Judah and Benjamin. And so um, in, in the southern kingdom is where Jerusalem was. So Micah was a prophet in the southern kingdom, which would include Jerusalem. He lived in a little town not too far from Jerusalem, kind of southwest of Jerusalem, uh, towards the, um, uh, the area of the Philistines. So um, that's where he was from. God sent him to go to Jerusalem and, and uh, prophesy. And so Micah is a really interesting um, a person, but he's also, his book is very interesting. So, okay, Micah, he's, he's a prophet in the Old Testament in the 700s. So when he was a prophet, the northern kingdom had not yet gone into captivity, although it's getting close. And the southern kingdom still had some time to go. So um, uh, just some really interesting things about Micah. He had uh, messianic prophecies. In other words, he had some prophecies about Jesus coming. It's in Micah that we find that Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem. Um, he had some specific um, things to talk to um, the people of the day. We're going to dig into that in a minute because it relates to our verse. But before we go there, there's a passage I would really like to read to you. And I hope you'll go get your Bible and read this whole. It's a very short little book. Um, but I want you to hear what Micah says in chapter 4. Of course, the chapters weren't numbered when they were writing. That's for our convenience. But um, there's a, a paragraph. We'll, we'll just say it's a paragraph in this book, and I want to just read it to you and see if it captures your attention, if you know what he's talking about, okay? Because this is something that's in the future. Um, chapter 4, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, <clears throat> the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will, will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. Now, we, we've already read about some things. This is the last days. We know it's the last days, so it hasn't happened yet. But the mountain of the Lord's house, where would that be? That would be the Temple Mount. It's going to be the highest of all. It isn't right now. It hasn't happened yet. 
the most important place on earth. Well, some would argue that it's the most argued, um, fought over place on earth, but it, it, he isn't reigning there yet. Um, people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. Well, clearly the Lord isn't reigning from um, the Temple Mount right now. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between peoples and will settle disputes between strong nations far away. This is a popular verse. This next one you've heard, I'm sure. This is where it's prophesied. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Has that happened yet? No, hasn't happened yet, but it's coming. Nation will no longer fight against nation nor train for war anymore. Everyone will live in peace and prosperity. Well, we know in 2021 that happened, hasn't happened yet, but it's coming, okay? Everyone will live in peace and prosperity, enjoying their own grapevines and fig trees, for there will be nothing to fear. Let that sink in for just a minute. In this time that he's prophesying about, there will be nothing to fear. The Lord of Heaven's armies has made this promise. So I just wanted you to see when you're reading in these in the uh, Old Testament prophets, and there's the long, longer books and the shorter books. Mike is a shorter book, but you will see several different kinds of prophecies. You'll see in a minute we're going to talk about he, he's really talking to the people of that day addressing what's going on and warning them what's about to happen soon. He tells them of some things that is going to happen a little further, like a hundred years later. And then he tells them of things that are going to happen 700 years later. He talks about the coming of the Messiah. Um, and then he also is prophesying about a time that has not yet happened even in our age. So it helps to have some, uh, some study helps, but if you're just reading on your own, this is a question I always ask myself, has that happened yet? Mm -mm. I know it's coming, but that's exciting. So I just wanted to share chapter 4. That was in chapter 4. So let's talk about the verse that was, um, that was uh, submitted by Cheryl. And thank you, Cheryl, for writing in. And this is such a wonderful verse. A little more background before we jump into this. Because remember, okay, Micah's prophesying to the southern kingdom. But the northern kingdom hasn't been uh, taken in captivity yet. So he addresses them. If you get, read the book, you'll see that he addresses them and warns them what's about to happen. And then he's talking to Judah. Now, of the specific things he talks about, let me just give you a little background as I was reading. What I was learning was those that were in power in Judah were beginning to um, take um, land away from uh, just the, the um, families, um, displace them so they could take the, their property and use it for their own profit and purposes. And this was something that God had strictly forbidden. That's another reason it's good to read the Old Testament, because God laid out so many provisions to take care of the poor people, the people that were in, in dire situations. He provided for them. He had, and he really, God really laid down rules for keeping property in a family. And I challenge you to go read that, but that's really important. God, God made that important. And the people who had the power and the money were really taking advantage. And one of the ironies here, that you, if you go and read the book of Micah, is, you know, they're, of course, enjoying this great wealth and more power. And he's telling them pretty soon that's all going to be taken away because the Babylonians are going to come and demolish everything. You won't have anything. All these boundary lines you've been playing with, all these uh, dishonest things you've done to take advantage of people, that'll all be wiped out. 
uh, in the sense that you will have nothing. You think you've accumulated great wealth, but you're going to end up with nothing. Uh, one more quick, um, one more quick note on the the things that Micah said. But earlier, uh, well, later he gets quoted. Jeremiah refers to him because Micah's the one that said the Babylonians were going to uh, take over the southern kingdom long before the Babylonians were even a major power. So, so many fascinating things in such a short book. But now I'm ready to tell you and read to you the verse that Cheryl sent in, and that is from chapter 6 and verse 8. But let's back up to verse 6, because chapter, I mean, verse 8 starts with the word know. Um, and it's clear in the context because it says, know, O people. So he's answering something, he's answering a question that was posed earlier. So let's back up to verse 6. And this is what verse 6 says. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring in burnt offerings? Should we bow before God Most High with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer Him thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? Now keep in mind that the pagans uh, did that. And that some of God's people were adopting pagan ways and trying to marry it with worshiping the true God. God never wanted that to be done. So, in answer to that question, that like these questions that he just posed, Micah says, No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you. Now, we know who's talking, we know who's talking to you, right? And this is what he goes on to say, To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Isn't that a wonderful verse? I hope that as you read that verse, and maybe memorize that verse, because it's a wonderful verse, those three things... Um, to do what is right, to love mercy, walk humbly with your God. We can apply that even today, even though that was Micah preaching to the southern kingdom way back in the 700s. This is still true for us today, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Those are the ways that we can live that will honor God. So I hope that that will be a verse that will be precious to you as it's precious to so many. So thank you for being patient today as we walk through a lot of background, but I hope that's a blessing to your life. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. We'll look at the next verse that someone has said means a lot to them. So we'll look forward to that. Let's have a word of prayer. Oh, Father, thank you so much for recording for us all of this prophecy. And especially as we read today, looking to the future and so excited about that time when you come and set up your throne on that temple mount and you roll from there and that we won't have anything to fear and that we'll all live in peace and prosperity and what a wonderful time that's going to be thank you father that you've promised us that future and thank you that you are a promise keeping god that you always keep your promises and we're looking forward to that and as jesus instructed us in the new testament we are looking forward to and would would say as we pray your kingdom come and as Paul said, may it be soon. We are looking for you to come soon. Thank you, Father, for that. For all those who are watching and listening to Noah's Window, I know among this Noah's Window's family, there's much sickness and sorrow and difficulty. There are many things to rejoice about. You've healed so many people and brought so many people out of dark times. And we've enjoyed your blessings. All of that spectrum, Father, today, most of all, I pray that each and every person that's watching or listening, that you would draw them close to you. May they know your presence, and may you work in their lives in such a way that they are aware that you're at work. And we're going to give you all the praise and honor and glory. And we love you, Father. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, I hope you have a wonderful day as we begin this new week, and we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow here on Noah's Window. God bless. Music